0: Hello and welcome Steelers Nation. Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. I'm no strike by joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson coming from you live once again from Steelers training camp here in Latrobe, Pennsylvania at St. Vincent College. It was a it was a hot one. It was a sunny one. It was day 12. We're just about there two days away from the Steelers first preseason game of the 2023 season plenty to talk about offense seem to uh start to soar with this one and I think that's the highlight that we will get to Keanu Benton will also be talked about for the first time on this podcast because we got very excited about it how you feeling my friend
1: feeling good like you said the the sun was out it was a hot one but uh you know you couldn't help but be excited today I feel like a lot of stuff happened today I I, I Feel like I had fun watching practice today. There were just plays going all around. Even the special teams periods, I felt like we were having fun on the sideline watching the the punting battle between Presley Harvin and Braden Mann. So it was a good day, I thought.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I uh, I agree. Just so everybody knows, you know, gonna give today to uh, Braden Mann. Not gonna say that it was a Presley Harvin day. I'm not gonna say that my hang times are official. What I will say is that my unofficial hang times had a large margin in Braden Mann's favor, which take that as you will i still think this is presley harvin's job but things could change and things can change quick and i think that hang times whether you want to count them or not (laughs) i'm gonna count i'm gonna i'm gonna rock with them plenty to talk about do want to start with i think the offense is what took over today and obviously we'll answer everybody's questions so if you have them toss them in the chat we'd be happy to get to as many as we can before we're done here offense George Pickens starts the day in seven shots with another unbelievable catch over Patrick Peterson. For those of you who haven't seen a viral clip, and I don't even know if anybody got it on camera, Patrick Peterson and George are both literally falling in the corner of the end zone. Perfect pass by Kenny Pickett. Only really there is zero chance. For a wide receiver to catch that football. George Pickens comes down with it somehow. Touchdown. Deontay Johnson had a couple of nice touchdowns. Allen Robinson had a nice touchdown. George had another nice touchdown throughout the day. Really a dominant day for the Steelers wide receivers. And I think really a group that is starting to soar here as we approach the first preseason game.
1: Yeah, that George catch was. I mean, like you said, like I don't think any viral clips went around. Like we've all just be kind of come numb to the fact that George Pickens just makes ridiculous catches on the regular um it wasn't even kind of like he was in my opinion definitely getting interfered with like that's oh yeah yeah that's and one that's like Patrick Peterson was was definitely interfering with him but he catches it kind of under him like as he's falling down it it was incredible it was a great catch um but yeah it wasn't just George you know making highlight catches Deontay I thought looked smooth he was getting incredible separation and thought the same thing about Allen Robinson he continues to just be arguably the quietest of the really good wide receiver group. Like I, I don't feel like anyone's really talking about Allen Robinson as as a big part of what this offense could be, and he's still just making plays all over the field and, and looking really good. So I think you know, like you said, this is a you know I thought the quarterbacks looked good too, but the receivers I think were what really caught my eye, and they helped their quarterbacks out a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it was a great day for the wide receivers, you know, and I think everybody did a little bit. Keen Butler had a nice catch behind his head. Um, Steve Smith, as you were saying, were there. I think this was cool. What what we will we'll continue to talk about the wide receivers, but what I noticed today when it came to Steve Steve Smith, excuse me, was that him and Deontay talked almost every play. Like after a Deontay catch, he'd come over the sideline. Him and Steve would. Chatted up, Steve would work with them a little bit. I'm sure that some of this is a little bit of show on Steve's part, and you know, I don't want to discredit anything, but I'm sure that NFL network cameras are everywhere and that's good content. But at the same time, I think that Deontay and him, or Deontay could learn a lot from him, especially De- Steve is a smaller guy, shifty, has a little bit of a, a reputation for punching the mouth type of wide receiver, which Deontay Johnson is not. But I think that if you could add a little bit, bit of that to your game from a guy who's an all pro pro bowler. That's huge. And I think that that's something to take advantage of. Um, but overall, I thought Deontay had a phenomenal day. Just like you said, Alan Robinson's a guy that I think rounds out this group. So well, I don't think that we acknowledge that coming in here because the talk was still Calvin Austin. What's Calvin Austin going to do? Is Calvin Austin going to be a superstar? And I, I think Calvin Austin's look good, especially the past couple of days. But what Alan Robinson has brought to this group is just consistency and a third guy who is just as reliable as the other two. There's no drop off. It's not Deontay, George, and then all these backups. It's Deontay, George, Allen Robinson. You could count on any of them at any given moment. And all three of them are really look like proven veterans out there, guys that Kenny should be able to rely on, like I said, all the time almost. Yeah. And I think Al, this is the
1: difference between talking about Allen Robinson the offseason when he's just, you know, a signing. And when he's actually on the field making plays and working with the offense, you know, I felt like all off season, it was just, you know, in the lead up to training camp, it was, well, you know, we like Allen Robinson, he has potential, but, you know, can he stay healthy? You know, he's on, uh, you know, he's a little older things like that. But, you know, when you actually just watch him out there, it's, this guy's still got it. He's he's still a playmaker and he can still be, I, I, I love, I just love his combination of kind of size and agility. Like he's a little bigger than, I think most people realize um so he's like definitely a red zone threat I feel like he's been looked for a ton of times during seven shots and he can make plays where he's you know dragging his feet to make sure he's in bounds uh going uh, while he's fading out of bounds but did have a good was, toe tap today right it was beautiful um but also a big target and he's got good speed too um I, I really like Allen Robinson really complimentary I think to you know I think Deontay like you said they're all kind of in this this starting group and they're all in a top tier of players on this team. But, you know, Allen Robinson, I think, is a guy that's going to get forgotten a lot because Deontay and George are the stars and he can really, really eat in that, in that position.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, question here, is Calvin Austin on the chopping block needs a big in-stadium presence? I'd say not. No, I don't think. I don't think there's almost any chance Calvin Austin isn't on the 53-man roster. I don't even think that's a thought right now to be, honest with you Uh, i look at calvin as a guy who has steadily improved since the start of training camp who uh, mike tomlin continues to challenge who's listed as the starting punt and kick returner so until that changes he's their guy and there's always room for a return man um and he's only a second year guy like even if i looked at it the same way like as we talked about Corey trice is Corey trice wasn't getting cut from this team because the development is still there and there's still so much upside. Whereas in Calvin Austin's entering year two, but really he's a rookie. This is his yeah. first season if he stays healthy. And you're not going to get rid of a guy who I forget if he was a third or a fourth round pick. But you're not going to get rid of that guy a year into his NFL career when he hasn't played an NFL game yet to say, oh well, we have room for a Keen Butler or whoever else. Like Calvin Austin's. Upside is so large that even if he hasn't overly impressed at training camp on a consistent basis, he's here. You know, he's part of this team. They're going to try to make the most out of him, and they do look at him as a piece of the future, even if he's not able to beat out Allen Robinson right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not only is he improving, but uh, you know, I think even with a rough camp, they were going to kind of wait to see what they have in this guy. Um, he's you know a red shirt rookie, basically. Like he's still this is really he, like you said when he hasn't played in an NFL game it's not just he hasn't played in a regular season game like he got hurt before even the first uh preseason game last year so there's nothing on this guy in live action so uh, you know the Steelers aren't going to i think do anything ra- i think it would be really rash to to cut him at the end of this uh at the end at the end of training camp he he's almost certain to to make the roster if for nothing else than than his special teams abilities
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Calvin Austin's a lock as of right now. I'm not really worried about him. Um, I'm more worried about, honestly, how you cut guys because Gunnar Olszewski's looked very impressive. And I get that, you know, he looked impressive last year, but he didn't look impressive at this time. He looked impressive before the pads came on. Now, even with the pads on, he does. He still looks good. Kenny Pickett and him have a great connection. Mike Tomlin mentioned him today in his press conference as a guy who's been impressive. Miles Boykin is a guy that you're going to keep around for a special teams ability. You know, Cody White's look good. There's just so many guys there that you wonder who the fifth and sixth guy is. Not necessarily who Austin is and like probably the fourth wide receiver on this on this ballpark or on this ball team. Um, just tuning in. We ran through two tight end sets successfully yet. What about 13 personnel I think the Steelers have looked good with 13 personnel especially in the goal line Zach entry and Darnell Washington seem to lead the way there uh they're still running Zach entry screens so if you could find a sports book that you could put excessive amount of money on a Zach entry tight end screen throughout the season I would highly recommend doing so because that's a lock and it will continue to be uh continue to be a lock but Darnell Washington had a pretty good day he's been stacking decent days today I will say that he tipped a ball in the end zone that got intercepted by James Pierre. Didn't didn't really like that he tipped that ball. I thought he could have grabbed it or at least given everybody else less of an opportunity to come up with that ball. A little bit of a rookie mistake there, um, but I thought Gentry's looked good. Connor Hayward continues to look good. They're working Connor Hayward in the backfield a lot. And if I don't know your thoughts on this, but for me, I'm I'm honestly I'm not a fan of him running the football. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I think it's more a you have to do it to
1: keep him on keep defenses honest because when you if you put him in the backfield and you're not going to run the football with him, then he's just kind of there and he's just the kind of a decoy and it's an easier formation to read. So, I think this is more Connor has to be a threat from there, uh, you know, at a certain point if he's not, you know, I don't think he's been spectacular running the ball. Uh, so you know, you kind of have to balance that with it too. Like he's not a if he's not a threat, then he's not a threat, and you kind of got to abandon that. But I, I agree. I just think it's uh, it is there are plays with a little bit more with the future in mind more than the immediate uh, immediate kind of I don't know than the immediate time frame is worried about.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I look at I. I... If that's their plan of attack and it's just to make sure that every box is checked and they can do whatever they want on a football field, totally fine. If we walk into week one and Connor Hayward takes a handoff, I'm not feeling great about it. I'm not going to compliment it. I'm going to be pretty upset about the whole situation as a whole. Because all we've seen is, and I said it to you on the practice field today, I looked at it and just said, yeah, how many times we got to see a one yard run from Connor Hayward before this stops? And, you know, and, and I agree with you. Like you do have to check all those boxes and you are preparing for those things. So, I agree with that point, and I think you're spot on. But at some point, i I would like to right. see that. Uh, I would like, definitely like to see that go away. Kendrick Green, too, uh, a little bit today wasn't as flashy, which I think is you know it's dying down. So at some point, it's got up, But that'll come. That'll come. Yeah. Um, want to touch on on this? Miss this one? Do you think Brandon Mann and Presley Harvin will both play on Friday? I do. I think they'll split halves. Presley will probably take the first half. Braden will take the second half see what happens from there. I don't really I don't really have a leg in this race. So, outside of Presley Harvin has one phenomenal shoe collection, so I'm always a fan of a man with good shoes. So, got to like that one. Um Demonte KZ status. Practiced a little bit today in seven shots, working his way back. Don't expect him to take the field on Friday along with Keanu Neal. Um I just look at him as a guy that I don't think the injury is huge. I think it was probably a mild ankle thing, but you got to be cautious with a guy like this because he does have a history of injuries. You don't want to aggravate him even more. You just have to look at him as there's no reason to play in the preseason, at least not in game one, if you're not more than 100% healthy because why would you risk anything before week one for a guy that you presume a starter? Yeah, exactly, and I feel like you still
1: have guys that you're testing out there. Um, like I feel like you still want to see what you have in uh, I guess not Keanu Neal, but uh, Kenny Robinson and another name that escapes me. Um, but you got, so you still have some young guys that I think you want to test out in those spots. So I don't think the Steelers are in any rush to bring him back. Uh, and they'll they'll send him at least for, for Friday.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's talk uh, more offense before we go into the defense. Anything else that stood out to you today when it came to seven shots, team periods, anything like that? I'll say that. You know, I I was a big fan of the wide receivers, huge fan of the wide receivers. But also, I thought Kenny Pickett had a pretty decent day. Um, Thought that overall, past couple of days have been pretty sound for him. Um, And we're kind of hitting that point where the more that Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, those guys are in and consistent, the more consistent Kenny Pickett is. And I thought that today he kind of showed that as well.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed, quite honestly, with Kenny. I thought he was sharp. I thought he was accurate. Uh, I thought he was on time. All those things you want, and those sound simple, but I think the simple things are going to carry Kenny really far this year. So, you know, that's good. Um, you know, I, I don't think he has to be Patrick Mahomes bobbing the ball over the all over the field for him to play really well this year and for this team to be really successful. So uh, definitely a step in the right direction. Honestly, I've been a little bit higher on Kenny than I think a lot of other people have during training camp. I think he's stacked a few good days in a row, and I think it's been more up than down, quite honestly.
0: Yeah, I think I've been more critical of Kenny than than most, I think, even even including you, but but many others, you know, and I think you can read the YouTube comments and kind of get a feel for that one is a lot of people are telling me like, hey, man, you got to stop hating on Kenny. I, I think Kenny Pickett's look pretty good, but if we're going to be awesome there, there they go.
1: Yeah. They go, go
0: back. This is this is what I'm saying. We have adjusted on the fly more than any NFL team possible mm-hmm. here at St. Vincent College. They have thrown every obstacle at us, but we have been ready every single time. Every single time. Um, All right. So, Kenny Pickett, I've been a little hard on him. Um, I don't think that he's played terribly, and I'm not trying to be critical of him. I think Kenny's prepared, but it's just like the Joey Porter Jr. situation. Like, you're preparing against guys that should dominate other offenses, so it's kind of expected that they should at times dominate you, and I think that if Kenny doesn't look terrible, then that's huge wins, and that's almost where I stand I think with most of the offense, but especially when it comes to Kenny Pickett, just because I didn't have the highest expectations for this guy coming into the season. And I think he's honestly, I think he's, he's looked better than I anticipated him to look. Um, But the, the more you're playing against these guys, I think the more I'm just going, okay, well, like you haven't thrown interceptions. You haven't made bad plays. You haven't looked terrible. My confidence in you is certainly high because other quarterbacks, and we'll see this on Friday, you know, probably not Friday because most of the starters on defense won't play, but, once we get into week one and everybody's healthy i mean you'll see it like you'll see brock party struggle or trey lance struggle you'll see these guys face this pressure and not know how to handle it and kenny pickett i think has handled it well that'll change obviously once you're allowed to actually touch him but i think overall look pretty good um all right let's keep this going here demonte kz status we talked about that one tj watt haven't heard much about him. I'll tell you right now. So TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith had the most notable play of the day, I would say. Both of them, Kenny Pickett snaps the ball, fake handoff off to, I think it was Anthony McFarlane. Couldn't tell you. And the second he pulls the ball away, Alex Highsmith and TJ Water both just standing in the backfield, just like high-fiving each other. Just like, all right, well, that would have been a sack. Would have been that was that was pretty good. TJ's looked dominant today. Mike Tomlin yells to the crowd after like three plays of TJ breaking up our stuff and runs behind the line of scrimmage. He just goes, could somebody block TJ please? And the whole crowd starts laughing because it was loud enough to hear. But I think both of those guys have looked ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, to be out to answer Mike Tomlin's rhetorical question, I know, I
1: don't think anyone can <laughs> block TJ Watt. Um, yeah. There's, there's nothing to be worried about there. Like he looks just as good. Um, I think if anything, it's just because people have come become used to seeing TJ dominate. So, you know, Watching him dominate in training camp is nothing new and, quite frankly, not notable. Um, we just kind of know what this guy's capable of, and he continues to do it at an extremely high level. So I, I wouldn't say there's anything to worry about there. It's really just, you know, races. It's a race between Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt,
0: the quarterback, every time. It's just That's exactly it. First year. That's exactly it. I think I think the real question that will get answered on Friday is, how real is Nick Herbig? You know, is he just as scary good as he's looked at training camp at times? Is Marcus Golden, it, for one, is he going to play, which I hope he does. Mm-hmm. And if he does, how good is he? Because he's been very quiet out here, but he's also 32 years old. So, you know, like what does training camp mean for a 32-year-old? You don't really know. Um, how good do those two look? Does Quincy mm-hmm. Roche have any shot of making this team? You know what I mean? Do they have to call D- Carlos Dunlap like Bleacher Report is saying that they should? You know, is those are the questions that I think will be answered. TJ and Alex, man. Big ears. If they could stay healthy, big, big ears, because those two were scary. Scary good. Um, scary good. All right. Wanna get to Kendrick Green? Wanna get to the starting slot position, some gentry screens, um, so on and so forth. Answer all your questions first. We got a word from our boys over at Conserve. Fellas. Have you ever wished that you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder, but her profile says must be over six foot. Maybe your date wants to wear heels, but she can't because it'll make her taller than you. Well, I have the short Kings covered with today's sponsor, Konzuri. Konzuri makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone knowing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence, too? We're all the same height laying down anyways, if you know what I mean. For a limited time only, our listeners get an extra 15% off your order with our code ALLSTEALERS at konzuri.com. The site is already 30% off, and with our code, you get an extra 15%. That's 45% off your entire order. Support our show and check them out at conzuri.com and use our code ALLSTEALERS. I love these shoes. I wear them all the time because I am only, I mean, I tell people I'm 5'8 on a good day. These make me at least 5'11, pushing six foot. I've never felt taller in my life. Not only do Kanzuri shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not old man Velcro shoes. You'd get compliments on your Kanzuris even if they didn't make you taller. They have styles for every occasion too. Smart Casual, sporty, you name it. The height insoles are actually built into the shoes, so no one can tell you're getting a secret height boost. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and on the packaging. It's really the ultimate height hack. Life's short, but you don't have to be. It's time to level up your playing field, boys. Maybe update that dating profile to six foot. Konzuri's is an absolute game changer when it comes to your dating life. On top of 30% off the entire site, our listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount at Konzuri.com with the code ALLSTEALERS. That's a total of 45% off your order. Use code ALLSTEALERS at Kanzuri.com. Go to C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with our code all ALLSTEALERS. When I want to get high, I put on a pair of Kanzuris. Let me tell you, man. Everybody talks about. Oh, I hate hearing my voice. now there's nothing worse than watching you talk about an ad read to yourself <laughs> about being short. Nothing. You killed it. You killed it that was
1: that was well executed. The kicker was really was really the cherry on the cherry on the cake, whatever the story. Yeah. <laughs> icing on the cake. Icing on.
0: The cake. Icing on the cake. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Cherry on. Cherry on top. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. It terrible. I uh. That's terrible. All right, let's talk Steelers football because we got to move past that one as fast as possible here. All right, Kendrick Green. If Kendrick Green is going to play fullback, does Hayward have a role in this offense? Yes. Um, I don't think that Kendrick Green and his role changes anything for Connor Hayward. I think it for maybe removes his need to play fullback, but Connor Hayward's sticking around. He's a very versatile player. The Steelers love what he could do as a as a pass catcher. They're trying to work him in as a runner a little bit. You know, he's able to play halfback. He can play fullback. He's listed as the starting fullback right now. So on and so forth. I don't think that Connor Hayward is a piece that is even thought of of not having a role. I think that his role is actually going to be much bigger if he doesn't have to play fullback and they could actually utilize his skill set, which is to catch the football.
1: Right. I feel right. I completely agree. Um if anything this opens up more stuff for Connor Hayward. Um he's a little less, you know, you he's I I think limited as a blocker. Kendrick Green is not. Um so if you can kind of alternate these guys and use them situationally, like you said it opens up so much for so much more for Connor who's been really really excellent as a pass catcher. Um I, yeah, I yeah, it, I don't think Connor is in danger of not making the roster at all. Um He's been way too good during camp, just like plainly, just flat out, just way, way, way too good uh, to even consider leaving him off this roster, even if Kendrick Green makes that switch to fullback.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that there's any question there. Connor Hayward's looked very, very good, very impressed by him. Um, I think they'll utilize him across the field Uh, I expect him to play slot I expect expect him to come off the line as a tight end I expect to see him in the backfield I expect him to be used on third downs I just think that he's a very reliable set of hands him and Kenny have such a good connection that it's hard to remove him from the field at times because you know him and Kenny have such a like just such a good bond when they're out there that you know something could happen Um, and like I said for a guy who's like 5'4 He's not actually 5'4. We seem to exaggerate heights on here. I exaggerate <laughs> heights on here quite a bit. He's like six foot. He's a guy that could actually go up and get the football better than most. Um, and I, I don't think I just always think that there's a place for a guy like that. And the Steelers, I mean, he's only entering year two, like the Steelers are looking at this guy as a, a centerpiece in that tight end position as a versatile player for the next couple of years to see what they could develop him into. Um who do we think is the starting slot corner if it's not Patrick Peterson? I want uh I want your thoughts on this one before I give mine. Yes, we talked about this a little bit
1: um on the way out here. Um I don't think that Pat Pete is going to play a ton in the slot anymore. Um I think just with the way Joey Porter's camp has gone, uh it's not going to be you know, he's not going to they they need Patrick Peterson on the outside more. Um, they just, they just do. Um, at the same time, I think Elijah Riley and Chandler Sullivan have both had really good camps. Um, Sullivan more as of late, Elijah Riley through the entire, uh, through the entire summer. So I think they feel really good at about having those two options, uh, at slot corner and then letting Pat Pete do his thing on the outside. Cause I think Pat Pete can still play there. I think he's still, I think he's still got it there and I don't think they need to need to move him around as much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree. I think I think they'll keep both of them. Oh man, you went with Chandon week one. Chandon, Sullivan. I, dude, like picking him to start as slot corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. I think I
0: want to pick Elijah. I want I, to pick think, Elijah, but I but think there's going to be Chandon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I think it's going to be that. Chandon. I just think that he has the starting experience. You know, it's easier to just insert a vet in there that's already been there and say, OK, we have less to worry about than if we had Elijah in there. I think both of them make the roster, just like you said. I have a hard time believing neither of them do, just because it, you got to keep your best 53 man or your 53 players. And I think both of them fit into that role. I think Chandon has taken a slight lead in this battle which upsets me a little bit because I had a lot of stock in that guy. And, you know, some people let you down. I think Elijah still looks very good. I think Friday is going to tell us a lot between these two is in real game action where you're not going up against George Pickens and Calvin Austin, Deontay Johnson. What can you do and how can you pull it out? And I think if you could get to the quarterback a couple of times, that certainly helps. But I think we'll know more on Friday. I do anticipate both of them. But just like you said, I think Patrick Peterson is still good enough to play on the outside most of the time. Joey Porter's been a bit off and on, struggled at times, still kind of learning to adjust to George Pickens, which you know George Pickens is a very high standard to meet, but so is Jamar Chase. So is T Higgins. Amari Cooper, T. Higgins. Yeah. Just in the just in Cincinnati alone. Um, you're going to have to face that type of talent and you have to be able to keep up with it. And I think Joey struggled with that at times. I still have a lot of faith in Joey, but for right now, Patrick's the guy, him and Levi are just more reliable on the outside. And I think you could find a guy on the inside that fills that need a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Are you guys ready for some Zach entry screenplays? Not in the trash yet, my friend. Not in the trash yet, my friend. Um, Any uh, trick plays being practiced today no none today Two yesterday wish you were here for both of them yesterday yeah was uh was pretty good we'll see something on friday i have i just have a hard time they're not going to break something crazy out on friday just to be like hey man look at let's just see if it works screw it and if it doesn't keep it moving but you might as well figure that out now than figure that out week one when connor hayward throws an interception at the two yard line And you're like, well, would have been nice if we practiced that in Tampa instead of waiting until San Francisco's in town and Joey, you know, Nick Bosa's taking it 60 yards to the house. Like, no, we don't, uh, don't need to be doing that. Is there too much hype around the passing game? When Kenny ends the ball 40 times a game, don't be surprised. I I think we've both been pretty straightforward that we think that this is going to be a really run heavy offense. And I think that, you know, you obviously need a good passing game. You can't win in the NFL these days without one, but I still think this is Najee Harris's offense and Jalen Warren's offense, and the Steelers will be more meticulous than they will be splashy. And I think that the the running it's you know this is Pittsburgh Steelers football, and they're going to run the football more times than not.
1: Yeah, and quite frankly, I think they're going to be at their best when you know Kenny I, I, when they skew more towards Kenny handing the ball off forty times versus him throwing the ball forty times. I think you'd put way too much on his shoulders to expect this to be a real pass-heavy offense. I think we can say you know, you're allowed to, you can, you can say, you know, Kenny has looked sharp, decisive, whatever you want to say, you can be complimentary of Kenny and also know that this is practice. This is preseason. Uh, and when the lights really come on and when the games really matter, Najee's she's going to be the star and the offensive line is going to be the star and, and they're going to lean on those things a lot more than they are. Uh, you know, these receivers that we are talking about a lot. I think the run is also going to set up the pass and you got to set up the the run to be able to pass, I think with this team.
0: Yeah, I agree. That only opens up George Pickens and Alan Robinson and all these guys more. And it allows you to create opportunities for Calvin Austin and Pat Fryer mute than anybody else. And even Anthony McFarland to a degree, like you run the football and then you create some space for these guys who have a little bit more speed and are a little bit more electric. That's what you want to do. So it starts on the ground. It starts with Najee Harris. And then from there, the rest of the offense blooms and, all of it will come into fruition. Kenny will have a much easier time if Najee is having a successful season and everybody else will follow suit. So, I still do 100% and I agree with you uh, who was that? Um, Crystal that it will it will be a run heavy offense this season for, for sure. And that you know nobody should be upset about that because that's you know that's Pittsburgh Steelers football man. It's worked in the past and I think it could work again 100%. Do you think we could keep five wide receivers and nine off, excuse me, offensive linemen, including Kendrick Green, and have Connor fill in at a at a receiver if needed. Um, I do. I I'm having a hard time with this because I just don't know. I I'd have to sit down and write down the whole 53, and I plan to this weekend after the game. But for right now, I'm having a hard time trying to decide who fits where to create the 53. Because if you're going to keep Chandon and Elijah, if you're going to keep Kendrick Green, if you're going to keep you know five wide receivers, but what about Gunner or what about Miles? Who are you getting rid of? Because both of those guys are going to get picked up, and you kind of want both of them, and I think both of them fit well in this team for what they're worth. You're going to keep four tight ends. You know, you typically keep nine offensive linemen. Like, where are you? Where are you coming up with all this room? I think I'd have to sit down and really think about it. But for right now, if I had to take a guess. Who would, if you had to take a guess, let's name these guys: Miles Boykin, Gunner Olszewski, Kendrick Green, and I guess, I guess maybe Spencer Anderson or let's just say an extra tackle. Yeah, who's your odd man out of that group?
1: It's probably got to be the extra tackle, right? You know, Um, if my options are Boykin, Gunner. And Chandon and Elijah versus uh, versus that one tackle. Like I don't think they need that one tackle. Um, I think they've got plenty there. Um, and I also think, I think Spencer Anderson would survive cuts and still be on the practice squad and would still, yeah. yeah. So cut him. I think you'd still be able to keep him around. And those other guys are definitely getting picked up though. That's my thing. It's like they're gonna play real well in the preseason. People have seen them play real well in camp. Those guys are less likely, honestly, to survive a cut than than a guy like spencer anderson would so it's i think it's just allocation of resources and protecting guys who you think will get picked up
0: yeah i agree i agree i think gunner gets picked up and i think gunner is very valuable you know as a returner if need be um i think hendrick gets picked up just because he's a third round pick and it's his only his third season somebody somewhere is going to be like we could we could fix this guy you know we can make this happen um Spencer Anderson probably sneaks through and you don't necessarily need that tackle at all times. So I think he would be the odd man out. I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough call. You know, and you're not going to get rid of like the thing with Chandon and Elijah is you're not going to let one of them go because you do want both of them. You know, the other yeah. guys are more just like, Oh, we don't really have a need for them. These, those two will actually play and contribute to the defense. So you definitely want both of them. Um, but I think, yeah, I I would say the odd man out is the tackle. I don't know. That's, yeah, I mean, and then probably Kendrick next. Yeah, time, Kendrick's right? next. Kendrick's next, I would say. Yeah. Is is the next guy out. Um but if I mean, hey, you we go into Friday, he starts trucking dudes, and Najee breaks one mm. for sixty or Jalen Warren breaks one for sixty. Hard you got a hard time sitting there saying, Oh yeah, let's get Rick Kendrick Green. You know, let's yeah. <laughs> who needs a fullback these days? Well, you when you can make that happen. Right. And uh I think he's I think he's one of those. One of those guys. All right, let's keep this uh, keep this truck in here. Quan Alexander looking like the number one linebacker spot. No. I don't think so either. I think my thing with Quan is Quan's hype has died down, but he's still been making plays. But for a coverage linebacker, man, he's a lot more exciting in the run game than he is in the pass game.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Cole Holcomb has honestly like looked much better as a coverage linebacker than you know especially he did at the start of this uh, of training camp and oh, yeah. was better than than Alexander has which is just weird cuz i feel like they we had opposite impressions of them when quan joined this team so yeah it's a little interesting i don't think quan's been bad per se but he just hasn't been exactly what i think everyone expected him to be
0: yeah that's that's and i don't think that just like you said i don't think he's been playing bad i just for what he is there they are there yeah. it is there it is. We already know adjustments. Um, yeah. for what we anticipated him being good at, I don't think he has lived up to that expectation. Not yet, at least. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Anthony McFarlane might just be that good. Maybe. <laughs> you yeah. know, or maybe hey, I'm, all, it in on I'm yeah. all in on that. I'm all in on that. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, I agree. I think Cole Holcomb's looks like the best coverage linebacker out there. Landon Roberts looks like a freak whenever he, puts his, whenever he lowers his shoulder on somebody. Mark Robinson had a good day today, I think, especially after – I felt like Mark Robinson had like a sloppy beginning to the day and then a rough yesterday and then has come out firing. I mean, he laid Nate Herbig out. He he was aiming for a running back, and he, he hit the center, and Nate Herbig <laughs> took a quick sec to get up because he was like, Whoa that one – Felt that one. He was all over the field. I think Quan is still very good, but if I had to name the starters right now, I still think it's Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts, which is probably which is fine.
1: Quite honestly, I feel pretty comfortable with that. Like Cole Holcomb has put a lot of. I think I think I was pretty concerned about it at the beginning of camp, and now I feel completely fine with having Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts as your starters. I'm I'm much less worried about that position, and then you you can use Quan situationally than I was, you know, at the beginning of, yeah, that's right. It, it It's does. true. The lights here, man.
0: They just, those it's automatic really just
1: timers. A, it's really just a matter of which one of us is going to have to wave our arms around a couple of times every, <laughs> every uh, live stream.
0: Yeah, it's very true. Um, the, We got this one. Does the inside linebacker core still look like it will be a weakness this year? I don't believe so. I think that the, I think that they have the guys to fill it. I don't know what the upside is. I don't know where the ceiling is, but I think compared to a year ago, it is head and shoulders or head and Whatever the saying is, yeah, it's head and shoulders. Yeah, head and shoulders. It's it's ridiculous. You know, Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts look like a starting duo on the inside. You know, um, Quan Alexander. If he's your option off the bench, you got to feel real good about that. Mark Robinson is a developmental piece. You got Tanner Muse, who's probably the fastest linebacker I've seen in a while. Um, you have options, and even Chappelle Russell today was making plays. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just think that last year it was like, okay, like yikes. You know, this year it's not, there hasn't been a yikes. There's, there's been no yikes with the inside linebacker group. And I think that, I think right now they've played very well. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Keep it going here. Uh, Tyler, we did talk about Allen Robinson a while ago. I would go back and definitely check that one out. He has impressed. And I think what we, the sentiment was all three of those starting wide receivers look really good and look like guys that Kenny could rely on. And they've all been making plays, which is been very I mean very good to see but Allen Robinson I think just to just to sum it up real quick does not look like a 29 year old you know he looks like he's 23 again out here flashy beats guys smart so smart with his route running Um, and I think that you could see that and you could see how fine-tuned he is as a pro which which is going to come which is going to be huge for Kenny Pickett and I just you could see it very early who is one player each of you don't think will make the roster, but would really like to see make the roster? Ooh, you got one here. Yeah, Cody
1: White. I'm a I'm a Cody White. Cody guy. White. I'm a Cody White guy. I there's just like we we I think we went over this a little bit earlier, but there's just not enough room at receiver on the fifty-three man. But and he's kind of died down a little bit. But I still think I I can't help myself and but think there's like something there and that this guy in the right setting could could make some plays, be a, be a receiver off the bench and, and be something. Um, I'm, I'm a Cody white guy against probably my better judgment. I just, I I like him and I think he's just every time I come to camp, I think he looks really good.
0: And I mean, that's Cody white's thing, but you know, that is Cody white's thing, man. He is practice squad MVP all the time. Mm -hmm. Mayan would be, that's a good one. Mine's Kenny Robinson. I think mine's oh, Kenny Robinson. I, shouldn't. I don't think Kenny Robinson's gonna make the roster. I think I'm in the minority there. I just don't think there's a spot for him. Maybe, maybe he surpasses Trey Norwood. We'll see what happens. Um, but Kenny seems like a good dude. And if it's the other one, I like Trey Norwood too. So I think that Trey Norwood, he's a reliable special teamer. But I think Kenny's gonna get bounced. And I like Kenny. You know, I think Kenny's looked real good. He's always talking, man always yeah. talking and i yeah. love somebody who always talks um so yeah, mine would, would yeah mine would mine would be kenny all right last couple here before we head out who's the number one player to watch on friday you got one man um
1: i gotta think for a second i so I'll give you I'll give you one more serious answer and then one that I think will actually like actually no, I'll just give you Anthony McFarlane. Anthony McFarlane. He's gonna cook. Uh I, I like I'm almost certain of that. Like Jalen Warren will get some reps, Najee will play maybe two series, but third and fourth quarter is gonna be the Anthony McFarlane show, I think. And i could not be more excited for it. I, I just I I just kinda want what we've seen on the feet on the practice field out here to be validated on a game field, like in an NFL stadium.
0: Yes, I, I would love that. I would love that very much. Um, I do think he's going to cook, and I would, oh, man, it would make me so happy because I've been pounding the Anthony. I mean, you know, man, I've been pounding that Anthony McFarlane table for years now, years, and every year at some point, everybody's allowed to just go, Noah, you were wrong again, and I'm, yeah, I got it. This year, I don't think I'm going to be. I don't think I'm going to be. You've been spot on with Anthony McFarlane as well. That's a really good one. Uh, the guy to watch. I'm going to Jalen Warren would be a good one, but I'm, I'll am avoid running backs because you went running backs. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go easy. One. I'm going to go Calvin Austin. Yeah. This is the first NFL game for this kid. The Steelers are going to make sure that he gets opportunities. They are going to do everything in their power to make sure Calvin Austin lights up the scoreboard and does what Calvin Austin does. You got to remember, he didn't even make it to a preseason game last year. He got hurt the day before the first one. So I think that. Calvin Austin, I would expect a huge game from Calvin Austin. Like if there's, I don't think you could do player props. I always relate this back to betting, just because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. But Calvin Austin would be the guy that, if no matter what that number was, I'd say, yeah, he's going to have more yards than that because I just think that what we've seen in practice so far is a lot of deep balls to Calvin and a lot of shots to Calvin, and I think all of that will transition into a game. And they're going to. Mike Tomlin is just going to be like, dude, go show the world who you are, man. Go show the world what we have in Calvin Austin. And I expect him to take full advantage of it. I would Calvin Austin's a, oh, yeah. That was I was excited that I came yeah. up with that one. No yeah. doubt. Calvin right. Austin
1: anytime touchdown will also make you. A oh, long.
0: a lot of money. A lot yeah. of money. All right. Based on what little information we have so far, what do you think our biggest need for the first round draft pick is next year? I have no idea to be to- totally honest with you. Um, Probably another offensive lineman. No, like center. Yeah, I would say I would say center is a good one. Uh, centers are probably a real good one maybe another tackle because i don't have any faith in chukes. i just those would be my options offensive lines always the go-to but star i'm a, I'm a guy who put put your investments where you where they count the most and nothing counts more than the trenches so yeah. put it out there and that would be my that would be my go-to all right we got two more here before we head out for you guys at the end of the season, who's your breakout player offense or defense? Loving these hypotheticals, man, but these are tough. Breakout player for you. Who you got
1: on offense and defense? Um okay, let's start with offense. Um damn, I can't go with Anthony. I feel like we talked about a lot of these guys. I probably either Anthony McFarland or or Calvin Austin. Um I'm going to go with Calvin since I already picked anthony mcfarland um i just think calvin's gonna get more opportunities i feel like he's gonna go underrated i feel like people have forgotten about him so and i think he's gonna be gonna be pretty much exactly what people expect of him you know a a Mm -hmm. change of pace and a little bit of a difference maker here and there off the bench so i'm gonna go with calvin austin
0: calvin austin's a good one i'll go defense if you win offense my breakout guy this season i think it's gonna be keanu neal
1: I like
0: mm. that. I yes, like Keanu it's, it's, Neal. I think that he's going to be able to be utilized everywhere. I think the Steelers have a good plan for him. I think he fits well in this defense. If he could stay healthy, I think they'll utilize him well. I'm a big Keanu Neal guy. He just looks like a mm-hmm. Steeler. You know, plays like a Steeler, scary looking like a Steeler, but he's like super nice, which is mm-hmm. just it's weird. Perfect, you know, it takes, perfect combination. That's perfect combination of a human. That's if you can make a human, put him on a football field. It would be Keanu Neal. Honestly, it almost would be. Um, Yeah, and I think that... I think my pick is Keanu Neal. I think my pick is Keanu Neal. All right, last one here. Do you think that Isaac will make that much of a difference in the run game? I do. I think that the entire offensive line as a whole will gel better. But I think Isaac... I mean, you got to remember, man, he comes from the best rushing offense in football a year ago. He's a veteran, just played in the Super Bowl. He knows what it takes to get there. I think Isaac makes a huge difference. For this entire offensive line, really the offense as a whole this season. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. The pedigree is there,
1: the experience is there. Um, You know, it's it was last year. Like it's not we're not far removed from this at all. It's not like you're picking up some kind of washed veteran who who did this in his heyday. Um, This is this is right now. This guy's in his prime, and I think it's absolutely going to help a lot more. I feel like that was the biggest priority for the Steelers was upgrading the offensive line, especially guys who can run block, and I think they really did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Just a quick one here. Who do you think is going to replace Allen Robinson next year? I would say my safe bet is Calvin Austin, but I I, I think we'll, we'll learn that more. And I also think that, you know, in the NFL, man, the salary cap's not real. So (laughs) Allen Robinson needs to rework a deal. I'm sure Omar Khan could get things done as he done as he has done in the past. All right. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk live from St. Vincent College here at Steelers training camp. Make sure to like this video, share it, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Me and Derek will be back tomorrow. Remember, sadly, is Derek's last episode before he takes off to bigger and better things. We will be breaking down everything from training camp on top of what to watch for on Friday's first preseason game. Again, appreciate you guys. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.